0: This week, well, matter of fact, yesterday, I visited with a lady that's had many health issues in, say, the last six months. And yesterday was the very first time I ever heard her acknowledge that she was afraid. She's back in the hospital again on something unrelated to what she's already had. And she said she was afraid. And I understand that. understand the fear. We have all experienced things in our life that really scare us. The older we get, it seems like it's health issues. And wondering, yeah, will they ever end? Will this leave me in a situation where I'm disabled? Will I ever be able to go about my life as I have in the past? And how will this affect my spouse? How will this uh, affect my relationship with my kids or grandkids? Will I be able to continue working? Will I have to step down because of health reasons? And if I do, then how will I pay for the truck? How will I make the house payments? And the utilities, how do I do that with these health issues? And these questions are real. And they will keep you awake at night. How do I take care of my commitments? Because we all feel like we're bulletproof and you know we're going to live forever and we're going to be able to do whatever we want to do. But then there's the reality of life. That we have those setbacks. The one and only that has the ability to truly, truly bless us in those times is our Lord and Savior. A friend of mine Tom Spore had been fighting cancer for quite some time and he had been in a state of where he wasn't communicating. And his daughter walked in and he was more alert this day than he had been in several. And she said, Amazing. He sat up in the bed and said, Kathy, he said, amazing grace thank you he laid back down and those were the last words he said but you see tom was not afraid of dying i'm sure there's a sadness there as he's laying there because his loved ones like his daughter his loved ones are around So there's got to be some sadness. But those of us that know Jesus Christ know this is not the end, but just the beginning. But how hard it is for us as mortals to turn loose. But you can see God's hand in the last words that Tom said, amazing grace. Some of you have heard me tell this story. But some, like Earl Jowers, have a real short memory, so I'm going to tell it again. Wake up, Jars! wake up. Um, John Newton wrote that song. John Newton was an attorney in Chicago, and the great Chicago fire burned down a lot of property that he owned. His family was going to Europe, and he asked his wife and the daughters to go on, and he'd join them later. He had business he had to take care of regarding that, the loss of all that property. And while they're going to Europe, now this was before they were flying across there, they were on a ship that had a wreck, and when it went down, he lost his children. The wife was able to survive, but he lost his children. He got the word from the wife, and uh, as quick as he could, he got on a ship and was going over there. And he had told this story, and somebody on the staff, maybe the captain of the ship or one of them, told him, this is This is the approximate place where your wife's ship went down. This man, John Newton, went on to write this song. Lost his daughters. Fortunately, he didn't lose his wife. But can you imagine the pain that this man was experiencing? But who did he turn to? He turned to God. And He's the one you and I need to turn to. So many times. It doesn't have to be in the hospital. There's those pains and concerns at home. We get a phone call that can totally change our outlook. Many of us have received phone calls that says, you're filling the blank, is in the emergency room, and we don't know if this person's going to live. Or maybe you were the one that took them to the emergency room. And the fear was, they may not make it. We have experienced that. And we have a Lord and a Savior that will be there with us. So many times... I've stood outside the emergency room and had prayer with family. And they, are, they have been shaken to their bones. The loved one's in there and it's questionable whether or not they're going to live or not. And sometimes they don't. But they seek the Lord. They go to the Lord in prayer. And I don't think it's any accident that John read the Scriptures that he did today Because the love that He was addressing is the love that He has whenever we are in these situations. Like we said last week, the Ten Commandments, it all begins with love. God's love for us. And the same thing with fear. The same thing when we're standing in the hallway and our loved one is in there in critical condition and the nurses, the doctors have asked you to step out. God is there with the love The love that would help quelch this anxiety. Many of you know that Jeremiah 29, 11 is one of my favorite verses. And I'm going to share it again with you. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. The 13th verse says, You will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Sometimes we do it halfway, seeking Him. There's nothing really life-threatening in our lives and we just kind of sort of say our prayers. We're driving to work and we're thinking about something else at the same time. But there are those times when we have total... Uh, concentration on our Lord, for we know that that's where we've got to go to endure the situation. I know the plans I have for you, not to harm you, but for prosper, so that you'll be happy. That's God talking to you and me. That's His promise. Second Timothy. The fourth chapter, the seventh verse, Paul says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for His appearance. Not just Paul. Yes, he scripted it, but it's all of us. Jesus Christ didn't just die for the disciples, he didn't just die for those that knew him and those that were there in Jerusalem at that time. He died for all of us. Over 2,000 years later, his death is for you and for me. And how wonderful it would be if we could say, I fought a good fight. And I finished the race for him. Tom Spore could. I had a friend in Lubbock that uh, passed away just a few days ago. At one time he was a minister. And he had a lot, a lot of personal issues. But through the issues, he did step down as minister, but he kept ministering kind of like a one-on-one basis. Kind of like you'd see somebody at the restaurant and they're counting out their pennies, and you step up and you pay for their meal. Or maybe you see somebody sitting on a curb, and you sit down next to them just so they'll have somebody to talk to. This is what he would do. For at one time, he was a minister of, of a church, more than one church, but then it started coming unravel. So he knew what it was like to be in the pulpit But he also knew what it was like to lose that connection but he kept ministering to people in a way he could have never done before because he was one of them. Even the homeless. He could relate. And so he would visit and he would tell them about the Lord. There's many stories about people that he helped. But the demons got him. But he's with the Lord there's no doubt in my mind he is with the Lord. He knew the Lord. He Baptized many of folks, and his life, yes, came unraveled. But he never lost sight of Jesus Christ. Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter, it says in the third verse He is good, His love endures forever. Forever. Not just when David was alive, or Daniel, or or Moses. Not just those guys. But for every one of us, ever since creation. For remember, the basis of all of this is love. In fear, you go to Him because He loves you. He is there to comfort you. I have trouble using my life as an example because my life has many jagged edges as anybody. But the service for Guy Smith was one of the toughest I've ever done. And I stopped by the prayer room, kneeled on the bench, had the candles, three candles, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and prayed for strength. And that I could hold it together. And as I was praying, I felt my muscles just totally relaxing. From my neck down to my toes. I just felt a peace about me that I had not felt in quite a while. I know where that came from. I know exactly where it came from.
1: God was present
0: with me. God's present with you. And in those very difficult times, you too will feel the peace, the peace that He's offering to you. So whether you're you're laying in a hospital bed and you're you're afraid because you don't know what's going to come next, they're running all these tests on you, or if you are... Grieving because the loss of a loved one Is going to change your entire life He will be there He will give you strength And at some point in time Maybe three years, five years later He says, I made it That crisis in my life I made it with the help of Jesus Christ And today is a better day Because of your relationship with Jesus Christ Don't give up on God. Because God's not going to give up on you. He has accepted us. The way we are. But. He never leaves us where we are. It makes no difference where we are in life. We can be in the gutter. We can be flying high. Wherever we are in life. He will not leave you where you are. You might be a CEO of a corporation making big bucks and having a limo and having a jet at your disposal. But you're not really flying high until you fly with Jesus Christ. When it's all about me, you're vulnerable. And as a Christian, when we take those falls, we know that Jesus Christ is going to be there with us. He won't leave us as He finds us. In book of John, the 16th chapter, Jesus Christ says, Do you now know me? A time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered, He's talking to His disciples. And each to your own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone. For my Father is with me. Jesus Christ could say that. But so can you. Amazing grace. Your sins are gone. And your Father is with you. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Don't we all long for that peace? In me you can find peace. In this world you will have troubles. Amen. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. Jesus Christ is the victor. Jesus Christ has victory over the cross, over the tomb. He lives. Jesus Christ lives today. That Holy Spirit is here this very moment. This Holy Spirit will be with you as you travel today. The Holy Spirit will not leave you, but you may leave the Holy Spirit. You may wander off one step at a time, and then you realize I have gotten off track. I'm lost. Lord, help me. And you know the answer. Forever. He will help you. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, the the disciples, the ones that broke bread with Jesus, they had troubles, trials, like we will never know. The outcasts they were. Because of their belief in You. And You were with them. You were with them and You gave them the strength that they needed. And in our lives, Lord, we too are going to have trials and tribulations and we make a choice. Do we get angry at You and turn away from You? Or do we turn into Your arms? Do we too say, Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Be with each person here today, Lord. Be with their families. I ask your blessings to be upon them. That they feel that same peace that I experienced. Be with them. Go with all of us. For we are individuals. But we are one. One in the Lord. It's in Christ's holy name we pray.